Hey everyone, Pastor Steve here. This weekend, we have a wonderful surprise for you. Today, I'm excited to welcome my good friend, Jason Robinson, pastor of Church of the King in Katy, Texas. Now, I say friend, but he's far more than that. I've had the privilege to pastor Jason and Stephanie for over 20 years. Jason's an amazing pastor, leader, husband, father, and so much more. Pastor Jason served as the youth pastor at our Little Creek campus for over 15 years. We sent Jason out six years ago to plant a church just west of Houston. Now, I know you guys are going to enjoy your time with him. He's full of life and humor. Jason is passionate. He's hilarious. He's humble, authentic, and he is truly a world-class communicator. And it's a privilege for us to have him here with us today. So can you do me a favor? Can you stand up on your feet right now? And let's give Pastor Jason Robinson a huge Church of the King welcome. All right. Thank you. Good to see you guys. Be seated, be seated, be seated. Man, it is so good to be back it is so good to hear some yatty folk again. You know, I mean, look, I'll tell you this. We have, there's a lot of people who move from Louisiana over to the Katy, a West Houston area. And then whenever they come to our church and if they're from the area, they come up to me after like, where are you from? I like you already, pastor. So anyway, it is so good to be here with you. My wife and I are so excited uh, to be with you and all the campuses that are here. Uh, you heard Pastor Steve mention it, but uh, if I have not had the opportunity to meet you yet, my name's Jason, uh, Jason Robinson, and we're same last name, but not related, by the way, in case you needed to know, but to Pastor Steve, but uh, we were here 15 years and were sent out by you guys a little over six years ago into Katy, Texas, an area that is just blowing up uh, the west part of Houston, and uh, man, we parachuted in. Didn't know anybody. Y'all are behind us 100% and excited to be here with you. I do want to look online because we have a bunch of campuses. And uh, man, every time I come here, y'all add like 14,000 more campuses. I mean, y'all are just moving. It's just awesome. Let's see. So we have Bay St. Louis, Biloxi, Baton Rouge, West Esplanade, correct? Atlanta. Come on, brand new Atlanta, folks. Good to have you guys a part of us. Excited for you. Online. All of the, our partnerships with prisons and Mars and Plutos and Siberia and a partridge in a pear tree. Come on, let's give it up. All our campuses <laughs> watching online. Uh, I, I do, uh, I, I want to take a moment. I want to thank my pastor, Pastor Steve and Jennifer. That's been our pastor over 20 years. Uh, they're on the board of our church, but it's so much more than the, on the board. They're, they're in our hearts and they're not just your pastor. They're my pastor as well. So they're our pastor. And I want to honor them. You have one of the greatest pastors, greatest men that I, I know. When I think of a handful of men that have the greatest impact on my life, I think of two. I think of my dad and I think of Pastor Steve. Those are two the greatest men that's had the greatest impact on my life. And I just want to thank you, Pastor Steve, for the opportunity. I do not take it lightly that you would entrust me uh, with, with our people here today. So, hey, I want to introduce my family to you. I have forgotten both every service that we've done to put my picture of my family up here. So my wife's going to have a complex. I'm going to need marriage counseling if I don't put this up here, okay? So uh, do we have a picture of my There's my crew right there. Uh, and so, uh, so that's on, on, to, to our left, that's my son Trent, he's 19. Next to him is Elise, she's 14. And then on the other, that's my wife Stephanie, she's here with me today. And then on the other side is Mia, she's 21, running our student ministries. And then uh, all the way to the right is Ella. Ella, she is 16 years old, 17 years old. We keep wanting to make her 17. And we bought her a car, so pray for dad. <laughs> all right, and, and so, so that, that is my crew. Uh, man, I'm excited to, to be with you. I know I keep saying that because I really am. And I get the privilege of ending a great series that y'all have been in called Breakthrough. Breakthrough where we dive into finances because breaking through in finances is huge and challenging. The very first week, Pastor Steve talked about uh, breaking, breaking free and breaking free of consumer debt. Uh, what a great message and practical to help you. And then last week, Pastor Steve talked about breaking mindsets and particularly the mindset when it comes to tithing. That whenever we understand biblical mandate of how it works with tithing, that it, it, when it breaks off and we begin to take a step of obedience in that, it opens up the windows of heaven 
and pours out a blessing all over us. And it rebukes the devourer off of our life as well. Well, I have the privilege of, of ending this series before you get into your new series, which by the way, if it is your first time here, you owe it to yourself to come back next week and listen to our pastor, Pastor Steve. He's one of the finest, best communicators and you don't wanna miss it, okay? You owe it to yourself, you owe it to yourself. And so I get the privilege of talking about breaking out, breaking out into generosity. One of the reasons I love, I get to talk about breaking out is because let me tell you something that's critical to know, that God loves us so much that he breaks us out of what we're in, but he doesn't just break us out of where of something, but he always breaks us out of something to bring us into something. And so he wants to break you out of any mindsets that you're in in your life, but he doesn't just do that just to do it, although that would be good enough. He does it to bring us into the promised land that he has for you and that he has for me. And maybe you're even out there and you're thinking to yourself, pastor, if you knew the things that God broke me out of, I've not really earned the right or, or I'm disqualified to go into something fresh and new. Well, I want you to know we weren't good enough to get broken out of it and we're not good enough to get brought into it. It's called grace and God loves us so much that he gave his only begotten son so that we could come into a life-giving relationship with him. And I wanna help you today come into understanding generosity. One of my favorite scriptures when it comes to generosity, my favorite scripture when it comes to it is in Proverbs eleven twenty four, where it says, the world of the generous gets larger and larger while the world of the stingy gets smaller and smaller. Don't you love hanging out with stingy folk? I, I think I got a unanimous no on that one, okay? Y'all know stingy folk, like it's lunch and they bring the bill and all of a sudden, all of a sudden text message comes in miraculously and they have to deal with it all of a sudden. Oh, excuse me one second. Let me see what's going on here. Keep an eye out for that check to see who takes it, you know? Maybe they say, oh, y'all know what stingy folk, it's, it's Thanksgiving in a couple weeks. You know that family member that called you and said, hey, listen, why don't you take this part of the dish that costs like a ton of money and I'll do the rolls this year. Come on, y'all know the stingy folk out there, right? We all know, we're not drawn to that, but, but, but the Bible says the world of the generous, it gets larger. We like to be around people because it enlarges our world. Now, I wanna help you today to enlarge your capacity and your impact and your joy and the supernatural in your life. And it comes through generosity. Now, I have a real, a real important distinction to get into. So critical, you get this. There is a huge difference between tithes and generosity, okay? Tithe is our first 10% of anything that comes in. Now we give, I won't go too deep into all that. Pastor Steve did last week. If you, if you weren't here last week, you wanna go back and check that out. He lays it out biblically as good as anyone ever will, okay? And so, but, but I wanna talk about specifically, generosity is when we, we give over and above our tithes. And whenever we begin to do that, boy, it just unleashes the supernatural in your life. And so my goal today is pretty simple, okay? My goal is this. I wanna help you learn something. Then I wanna give you something spe specific to do something with it. Come on, you don't wanna, I don't want you to come to church and like, man, message was great. What did he talk about? I don't know, but it was great. Now I want you to learn something, but then I want you to be able to do something with it. And throughout the way, I wanna inspire you so you feel something like, I want in on this. That's what I want. And so if you have your Bible, you can open up to 2 Corinthians chapter 9, going through 6 through 11. So tithing, this is what I'm, so, so there's tithing and then there's, there's generosity. I'm not gonna talk a lot about tithing, but I will just say this about what scripture says about tithing is this. Tithing is a mandate from God that God says, hey, the first belongs to me. But generosity, it's an invitation. So tithing is a mandate, but generosity is an invitation that says, hey, come in and see what happens when we live over and above and what God will do through your generosity. I wanna help you with that today because here's the point when it comes to money. When it comes to money, it's not about money. It's not really about money. When it comes to money, it's not about money. And maybe you're even saying, what are you talking about? Well, if you're married in here, you know what I'm talking about. Some, so the littlest thing goes wrong, everybody gets upset, we don't know where we ride, because it's not about the little thing, it's about something else. See, it's not about the money, it's about your 
heart. Because here's the deal. I can know what's most important to you by finding out what you invest in and what you spend your money on. Hey, we live in the South. So can I tell you what's deeply on my heart? The AC. (laughs) Come on, we all got, we are all wearing our nicest fall clothes. Why? Because we all know we have about two weeks. That's what we have, right? And so, man, you spend a lot on AC. You're right, and I'll spend more if I have to on AC. Why? Because brother likes to be comfortable, all right? And so we spend money what matters most to us because that's where our heart is. And scripture says this in Luke 12, 34, where your treasure is, there your heart will be. So we find your heart where our treasure is. Now, here's the challenge when it comes to not just finances, but really our whole life. I think the great challenge is this, is many of us, we want God to bless just what we're doing as opposed to finding out what God's already blessing and do that. Many of us want to just live our lives. I want to do what I want to do. I want to do it when I want to do it. I want to do it how I want to do it. I want to spend it how I want to spend it. Oh, and by the way, God, can you bless all this stuff I've already decided I'm going to do? As opposed to finding out, well, what's the thing that God's really into? What's the thing God really blesses and he's confirmed it in his word? And you know what? I'm going to get under that and I'll be blessed. Let me tell you what he blesses. He blesses obedience. He blesses faithfulness and fruitfulness. He blesses the tithe and he blesses generosity. He does. Now, as I'm talking about generosity, you notice I'm I'm saying it with, with, with boldness and courage and I'll tell you why. I don't just believe in generosity because it's a principle. I believe in it as well because I'll just tell you, I just have a moment with you if I can, is I'm a product of it. I'm a product of it. But let me get even more specific, more personal with all of you. I'm a product of generosity and I'm a preacher with all I got today. I'm a product of it because of you. Because of this house. Because of the people in this church. The leadership in this church. As, as I said earlier, you know, I was a youth pastor for 15 years and I, 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 I loved being a youth pastor. I thought I would be the oldest youth pastor in the history of the world. <laughs> and I was fine with it. Every once in a while, my wife would say, are we gonna be youth pastors forever? And I'd look at her forever, <laughs> forever. Man, as God began to stir our hearts, I was like, man, I think there might be something else. And I'll never forget, I called Pastor Steve and, and he got Jennifer on the phone. It was my wife and I and Jennifer and, and Pastor Steve. And, and it was a Tuesday night. I don't know why I remember it's a Tuesday night, but it was a Tuesday night. And I, and I said, man, I don't know what's going on, but God's stirring my heart. I don't know what the deal is. And Pastor Steve was like, Jason, it is about time. We have known as a leadership team, we have talked about it. We knew you're gonna start a church one day and we're just excited for you. And we're gonna get behind you 100%. And I'll never forget, I was like, who said anything about starting a church? I was just stirring. <laughs> Stirring, not starting, stirring. Two different things. (laughs) But as we began the launch off into Katy, Texas, which we didn't know anybody, we completely parachuted in, didn't know anyone six and a half years ago. And so we, we, as we're getting ready to go there, y'all have been so generous to me. I'm gonna preach this with everything I have because people's generosity is what got us where we are and got me where I am. I'm gonna share some stories about that today. So, I, I'm telling you, it was people's time that did it. People showed up. I remember our first service we ever had, it was 336 people on launch day. That's a lot of people for not knowing anybody. But can I tell you why? About 150 of them came from here. They did, y'all all drove over to see everything. And I'm like, hey, I'm like, wait, is this, did we launch a campus over here? I forgot, I didn't know about it. So everybody back from home, you know? But they came, they came, but it was more than just time. The, the Lee College came and it served us on our opening day, all those things they do. And then, but then also your, your talent, our website, our, our videos, things that we did. I mean, just so generous, man. As I'm learning how to do things throughout that first year, I would call back here and the team, I'd be like, man, do y'all have like a, a ser- oh, here's, my, here's the graphics, just put your logo on it. Here's all the stuff. And here's Pastor Steve's messages for that series. Y'all, I preached Pastor Steve's messages for two years. I sounded so smart. It was awesome. <laughs> wow, this pastor has so much revelations. I'm like, man, this is good, Pastor Steve. Thank you. <laughs> generous, but generous with your time and your talent. But I don't want to, I don't want to understate the treasure because 
I'll tell you, it's a big, it, it's not cheap to start a church and not cheap to start one well. And you know, most, most people who start a church, it takes them six months to a year to raise all the money they need to even be able to start a church. Do you know, because of you, because of our pastor, because of this church, because of some of you online that didn't even know this, different campuses, uh, we hadn't even packed up our house in Madisonville, Louisiana to leave. And we had an account for the church open and we had enough money in there that this church, my pastor who made phone calls for me in the account to start a church. So we were ready to go before we even left here. You wanna talk about generous? That's, that is, is generous. And so I wanna tell you this as well. We worked really, really hard. And uh, this will be my last little moment to celebrate this, what, what you guys have done and helped us with. And then we'll jump into 2 Corinthians 9. But uh, you did not sow it in the bad soil. We gave it everything. We've given it everything we have. We're giving it everything we have. We opened up uh, a building that we bought and renovated and built more of the building onto it. And, I, and, and excuse me, December 6, 2020. Nothing like opening a building in the middle of a pandemic. Come on, somebody. You know? Uh, and so it was like... I, I, what do you think, Pastor Jay? I didn't know what to think, all right? But I, I brought a little clip that, that celebrated our opening day that I wanted to show you guys because y'all are such a part of it. Y'all check this out. so much. Since then, we've gone from two services to three services. We have a thousand people there this morning for church. We're talking about a fourth service coming in January and a fifth in Spanish service next year. We're going to have a campus as well. We're going to be launching the next year or two coming up. And it's just the beginning of what's going on. And you are all a part of it. You'll get to heaven one day and people will come up to you and say, thank you so much. And you'll be like, who are you? He sowed into our pastor and he moved and my life's been forever changed. That's how this generosity thing works. And so it's my pleasure to, to share this with you. In scripture in 2 Corinthians verse nine, going through six and 11, it says this. Remember this, whoever sows sparingly will also reap sparingly. Whoever sows generously will also reap generously. Each of you should give what you have decided in your heart to give. Not reluctantly or under compulsion, for God loves a cheerful giver. And God is able to bless you abundantly, so that in all things, at all times, having all, boy, I love that all. I love all that you need. You will abound in every good work. And it is written, they have freely scattered their gift to the poor. Their righteousness endures forever. Now he who supplies seed to the sower and bread for food will also supply and increase your store of seed and will enlarge your harvest of righteousness. You will be enriched in every way so that you can be generous on every occasion. And through us, your generosity will result in thanksgiving to God. What I'm hoping to do today is I'm gonna share with you three principles about generosity that are in his word and that I've lived and felt a part of because of your generosity to me. And I hope to inspire you, but this is really, I hope, and this is my prayer every time I get up to speak anywhere I ever speak, is this, say, Lord, if, if they hear me, then they hear me. But if somewhere through this word, through the prayer, through that, they hear you, it changes everything. And so I'm just asking that somewhere through all this, God will speak to your heart. And maybe even came in here today and, and maybe, sir, ma'am, 
maybe you've heard messages when it comes to generosity or finances or whatever, and maybe for whatever reason, maybe something was misrepresented to you, or maybe something just kind of hit, it struck you the wrong way. I just pray just for a moment that maybe the walls of your heart would just come down a little bit and not hear my heart, but hear God's heart that he has for you and he has for us and he has for me. And, I, and, I, and guess what? I don't need anything from you. I don't need anything from you. Guess what? This church doesn't need anything from you, but you know what we need? We have a whole lot we want for you. And so we're committed for what we want for you, not what we want from you. And so I hope to just help you and inspire you, not just to move your heart, not just to, not to move your emotions, but that God would move your spirit and that you'd see something, that you have an invitation. He's inviting you in to the supernatural. First, the first, the first uh, principle that we see in generosity is this, is generosity reflects the heart of God. Generosity reflects the heart of God. Why is it such a big deal? Why do we talk so much about it? And I know Pastor Steve has shared about how many scriptures are about generosity and giving and finances and all that. There's so many. All, why is it? Because it reflects the heart of God. Now, I don't want you to answer, but I want you to think about this for a second. Maybe online, different campuses. I want you to think about it. Don't say it out loud. But if I asked you, could you tell me one word that represents God best, what would it be? No, don't, don't say it out loud. But I bet that most of us would probably, when I say the word God, the number one thing you would think is love. Well, I mean, it says it in scripture, right? For God is love. I would challenge that a little bit. I would push back on that just a little bit. And I think whenever the word I hear God, the first word that comes to my mind is the word give. It's give. Hmm. Well, why that? I'll show you why. Because, because of this, because you can give without loving, but you cannot love without giving. And see, giving is the proof of showing love towards something. John three sixteen. for God so that he improved his love. I've given to many things I don't love, but there's nothing that I loved that I didn't give to because it reflects the heart of God. Generosity reflects the heart of God. Second Corinthians 9, 7, each of you should give what you have decided in your heart to give, not reluctantly or under compulsion, for God loves a cheerful giver. Sir, ma'am, you do not have to be generous, but you get to. You don't have to. Now, scripture says, you know, you need to tithe. Scripture mandates us to tithe. So, and really, and by the way, God doesn't need our money. <laughs> he doesn't need it. But he wants to make sure that, we, that who's number one in, his, in, in our lives. And so that's why he asked that. And, and it, it, we, don't, we don't have to be generous, but, but we get to. It's not a duty. But boy, it's a delight. Boy, it's a delight. Generosity, it reflects the heart of God because when we give with no strings attached, it reflects God's heart. I got to tell you, uh, the other day I was lost in YouTube land. You know, you, you ever get lost in YouTube land? You know, you go, oh, I need to figure out how to change the faucet or something. You get on there and next thing you know, you know, it has those things on the side and it's like, oh, so that's how they make plastic. <laughs> then next thing you know, oh, when a hippo fights a cheetah. All right. And before you, you're off in Never Never Land, you know, watching uh, football highlights of 1977. What, you never know what you're into. I got lost in YouTube land for a little while. And so I'm in YouTube land getting all lost there. And then next thing you know, I look on there and I see a famous podcast, the video cast, whatever it was, on there. And it said, we have discovered the meaning of life. I was like, ooh, I got to hear this. People who don't know God, far away from God, but they discovered the meaning of life. I'm listening to it. And you know what they said? This is what they said. They said, the meaning of life is when you can give to someone in need and they can't give anything back to you. Nothing feels better than that. You know what they're saying? They're saying generosity is the way you want to live your life. You know why? It's hardwired in our DNA. Have you ever met anybody? They're like, I don't like helping nobody. <laughs> well, maybe you have. But if you, if, you, if you have met them, you didn't hang out with them. I can tell you that. 
Because generosity, it reflects, it, it reflects the heart of God. The second one is this, generosity multiplies generosity. In other words, it's contagious. When someone's generous, it makes you wanna be generous. I mean, look, just think about, you, you've heard these stories about these coffee lines, you know, where somebody pays for the person behind them, then the next person pays from behind them, the next person, and before you know, oh, go 20 down, then some stingy brother came up there and he was like, thanks, and he's out of here, right? The stingy brother messed it all up for everybody. We could all still be getting free coffees to this day, you know? But no, stingy brother stopped the whole thing, all right? So, but you hear about it because there's something about it that's just, it's contagious. There's some, it's exciting. Let me tell you this cool story, what we, we've done several times at our church in Katy. So we did this thing that we call a reverse offering, okay? So we would take envelopes and we, and we took money and we only did this a couple times and, and we put some money in the envelopes and instead of passing a bucket and people put money in, we actually waited to the end of the service and said, hey, we're gonna pass the bucket around. We want everyone to take an envelope out and we're gonna give it away. You should have seen the faces how many times have you gone to church and you were taking money instead of, I look, the bucket came by and people were like, I'm not doing that. God's gonna kill me on the way home. I'm not doing it. I literally had to plead with people. I was like, take the money, please. And there was $20 in it in every one of them. And so there would, and I would say this, hey, look, there's $20 in there. If you need it, you take it. Or maybe you, you can't hardly do anything. You have no margin in your life. You never can go out to eat with your family or something like that. Take the $20. You can't do a whole lot with it, but go, go somewhere and enjoy yourself with it. Said, so, but if, that's no, if the $20 is no big deal to you, then I want you to take it and I want you to give it to someone. I want you to go sow it into our community. And I told him, I said, you don't, have, don't announce our church. Don't put a flyer with it. Nothing like that. We're just gonna sow generosity. Heaven's gonna take, take count on what's going on. That's what we did. And so this is what we did. So... I gotta tell you this story. And I could tell you so many stories of generosity. This gentleman came to church and he was short $1,000 to pay his rent. And on Monday, he was gonna be, get his eviction papers because he was $1,000 short. He comes into church that day. And when he came into that church, he's like, God, I don't know what to do, I need a miracle. He shows up and we are doing the reverse offering that Sunday. I don't make the announcement because it'd be the highest attended church service in ever. <laughs> People traveling in. So anyway, anyway. And so he comes and then we go back and he takes the $20 and he thinks to himself like, this is great. We're a little short, Lord, you know, need a little bit more. After service is over with, one of the guys, another guy in our church said, man, when I, as soon as I got the $20, I, I, I knew I was supposed to give it to you. So here you go, God bless you. To which he said, well, this is great, $40. Still a long ways to go, God, but God, I don't wanna be, I wanna be grateful. Thank, thank you, Lord. Goes and gets in his car. When he gets in his car, he opens up the envelope for the $20 that was given to him and there was a check in there for $1,000 made out to him. He calls me calls me crying his eyeballs. I've got to tell you what happened. Ah, oh, generosity, just awesome. And guess what? How many, how many of y'all think that idea reverse offering was, was a cool idea? Anybody think that was a cool idea? That is a cool idea. <laughs> Some of y'all like, let me know when that service is, Pastor. <laughs> guess where I learned it? Here. We did reverse offerings many years. We did an annex, a whole bunch. And, and I remember doing this. I remember thinking, this is the coolest thing in the world. And so I'm like, I'm taking this and I'm, I'm gonna do it here. Why? Because generosity, it multiplies more generosity. I wanna do this here. And people come up to me like, this is a brilliant idea. I've never seen this ever happen in church. I'm like, well, thank you. <laughs> Great revelation in my heart that I figured, prayed the Lord he brought. No, I, I didn't say all that. So, but it, it's, it, the general, it multiplies more generosity. We take 10% of everything that comes in our tithes. Not, now, if it's designated to a building or something like that, then 100% goes towards that. But if it's just the regular tithes, we take 10% and we give it to missions, foreign, local, kingdom expansion, different things to do for the kingdom. You want to know where I learned it? Here. I did. Because I was in a meeting, and this is what we did. This is what we do. This is part of who we are. And so I didn't go to Katie to be generous. I went to Katie, and I was already generous because I came from a house. 
that all we know is generous. When people say, this is a great idea, I'm like, what? This is just what we do. It's just what we do because who we are is because of what you guys taught me and what this house taught me. It multiplies generosity. 2 Corinthians 9.10 says, now he who supplies seed to the sower and bread for food will also supply and increase your store of seed and will enlarge the harvest of your righteousness. Now he who supplies seed to the sower, the Lord gives us seed to sow. The earth is the Lord's and all that is in it. God's given us the gifting, the talent, the ability to produce wealth the way that we're able to do that. And we see here in scripture, it does two things. So it's bread for food. So it's for me to enjoy and me to be able to live my life, pay my bills, enjoy. But it's not just for me. It's also to supply. And whenever I take seed and I sow it, then guess what? The Bible says that God makes sure he gets us more seed. So we can sort more. So we can either hoard what we have or we can sow what we have. Let me tell you, God never has a problem of getting finances, wealth, gifting, influence to you. He only has a problem when he needs to get us through us. He can get it to you and he will get it to you if he knows he can get it through you. I want to live a life. I'm trying to live. I'm trying to get better at this. That my answer is yes. Now, God, what's the question? I've already predetermined in my heart that the answer is yes, that I will sow into whatever you need me to do, God, because there's something powerful. During the pandemic, we were building the building, so we're building this building. We can't meet because we're in a school, and so all the schools are shut down. So we're doing the whole online thing, and, and I mean, it's going okay. We're figuring it out. We're doing the best that we can. And, and I remember as we were building through some of it, someone had said, hey, I know we give 10%. I think maybe we ought to put that back to about 5% during this time while we're trying to build this building. I was like, you can kick me out of this church. You can leave. You can cuss. You can do whatever you want to do. But we will never stop being generous and giving and giving. I'll tell you why. The only reason we're in this building is because we've been generous. The only reason we even have this opportunity is because we've been generous because there's something powerful and generosity multiplies generosity. We will get the world's attention with our generosity. And the final one is this. Generosity reflects the heart of God. It multiplies, it's contagious, it's fun. It's, it's life-giving, it's fun. The final one is this. Generosity, it leaves a legacy. You've left the legacy with me and you may not even know it. And we have an opportunity to leave a legacy from here. See, legacy is a future without you, still influenced by you. Legacy is living a life that will outlive me. Oh man, I wanna live that kind of life. See, whenever we live and we, we, we pay our tithes, we give our tithes, we pay them. And then over and above the tithes in our generosity and in this world, it, it leaves a legacy. It extends the kingdom. Great businessman in our church, very successful. He told me, he said, Jason, I always understood. I talked to him this week. I was talking to him about, about this service and what we're, I was talking about. And I was going back and forth with his story. And, and he, uh, he told me, he said, you know, I always understood ROI. I always understood as a businessman, ROI, return on investment. Always understood. He goes, so I always think about it. Even personally, say if I buy a house, I buy a car, I always think, well, one day I could turn, I could flip, I could. it's a return on investment. I always thought that way. He said, and it wasn't until I started coming to this church and, and came up on it and understood it that now I understand E-R-O-I, eternal return on investment. Now, I don't want to just be wealthy here on earth I want to store up treasures and glorify God in heaven. The Bible says that, to store your treasures in heaven. You have an opportunity. We have an opportunity to store and to live something so beyond ourselves. If this life begins and ends with me and there's nothing following that, did we do it right? God's a generational God. Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And I want to be a generational person. And we do that through our generosity and our giving and our loving and our depositing. Man, 
Let us be people who leave a legacy with our life. We got one shot at this life. Maybe you've never thought of it this way, but did you think about this? That God in all his infinite wisdom and all his infinite knowing, he decided to put you and decided to put me here on this earth in 2021. Is it possible that he trusts us? You know, I'm going to put them there in the middle of a pandemic. I'm going to put them in the middle of racial unrest. I'm going to put them in the middle of political unrest. I'm going to put them in the middle of all these things because they're going to carry the banner and they're going to change things for the future. Have you thought, ever thought he'd trust us in the middle of this? Let's not try to get out of what God's trying to get us into. Say, God, we're here. Man, I pray they would say one or two things about us. They would say like they said about David. And David did all he was called to do for his generation. Then he passed. They're going to either put that on our tombstone or put, well, they tried real hard. Man, this is our lap. Let's run it. Let's run it. Let's run it with everything we have. Give it everything we got. We have one shot at this. And then we pass it on. I want to get real practical for a second. In just a few weeks, you know how I said, I want you to learn something. I want you to be inspired, but but I I want to give you something practical to do. We have a final end of the year beyond campaign offering coming up in December 11th, 12th. We're letting you know way ahead of time. So you have plenty of time to think about it. Plenty of time to talk to to who you need to talk to about it. And and I want to encourage you this. I'm going to say this. I'm not asking anyone to give. I'm not asking you to give. So if you go out of here, I went there and this pastor from Texas from Louisiana, by the way, okay? Just in Texas now. Said something, asked me to give. No, I didn't. You're lying, okay? But let me tell you what I am gonna ask you to do. I'm gonna ask you to ask God, what would he have you do for that miracle offering, for that end of the year offering? And just do what he says. Predetermine in your heart and to say yes to whatever he tells you to do. And I'm just believing God's gonna do a great thing in that. And I just want to throw this thought out there as I, as I end. I'm thinking of the, our different campuses. I'm thinking Ma'am in Baton Rouge, Sir in Bay St. Louis or in Mississippi, St. Charles campus that's coming up in Jesus' name. We're going to get there. <coughs> Excuse me. The devil tried to kill me, but he can't. <laughs> Can y'all give me a little water? This thing's like getting on me a little bit. It's the devil mad. See, the pastor start talking about giving and the Lord choking them out up there. See how it goes. So sorry. But I thought to myself, grandma, grandpa, mom, dad, the very thing that we're sowing into, do you realize it could be your son, your daughter, your grandson, your granddaughter? They could be the campus pastor, worship leader, children's director, in the place we're sowing now, not even knowing they'll be leading it later. Isn't that cool? I'll say this, and I don't say this, but I, I say this just because I want you to know I'm in, I'm in it with you. I don't say this, say, oh, look at us. But we so believe, we so know where God sent us out of. When a hurricane came, we sent y'all the biggest check we've ever written to any place to try to help because you needed it. Y'all needed, you needed it. And then also when, with Atlanta, uh, launch we we sent we sent a gift of that and we have already talked to our team we're sewing in to the the end of the year beyond campaign as well because we want in on this action because this is good soil and it's going to go for let me finish with this and and i'll let you go fine with this i had this last final thought who knows who the next jason and stephanie may be but then i felt stopped in my tracks we don't need another Jason and Stephanie. This was my thought. Nah, we're not stopping there. I'm believing that what we're going to sow into will go so far beyond. I like that word, beyond. So far beyond what we ever did. Because that's the way a legacy works. The way a legacy works is our children, the next generation, they start where we finish. We hand the baton off and they run further than we ever could have imagined on our own. Ephesians 3.20, to him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly beyond all we could ask, think, 
or imagine. Man, let's live a life like that. Would you guys stand up? I'll pray for you and I'll turn it over to Pastor Donald in just a second. Hey, thank y'all for having me. I appreciate y'all. It's so good to see people wearing saints gear. Praise God. I'm so sick of cowboys and Texans gear. Come on, we need some Florida leaves up in the house. Father, I thank you for your people today, God. I thank you that the only reason we're here is because you're a generous God and you gave your son Jesus to die on the cross for us. Father, I pray the blessing and favor of God would be upon this house today and the people here today. I pray the favor of God that surrounds us like a shield, God, would surround them like a shield. I pray that we'd extend your kingdom in all we do this week, this month, this year. And God, I pray that you would move upon the hearts of people today. Move upon their hearts and speak to them what you would have them to do. As scripture said, not out of compulsion, but they would decide and determine in their heart and it would not be a downer or a duty, but it'd be a delight. I thank you for your people today. I bless them now. In Jesus' name, amen. Wow, what an amazing message. And hey, if you're making the decision right now to give your life to Jesus, we are so excited and we wanna celebrate with you because we believe this is the best decision you could ever make. Yes, and if you have any questions whatsoever on what it means to follow Jesus, or if you have any prayer requests, please let us know right now in the chat. We have people who would love to pray and answer any of your questions right now. And if you're making that decision to give your life to Christ, we don't want you to just have to figure it all out on your own. We would love to come alongside you as you begin this journey. One of our pastors would love to follow up with you and to talk to you. If you would text the word decision to the numbers 822-822, we would love to hear from you and resource you as you begin this brand new life with Jesus. Well, hey, next week we are starting a brand new series called Thank You Note. It's all about how gratitude and being grateful can change things in your life. So join us, invite people to join you, and we'll see you here next week.